The following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Good morning. Hello. Our witches and goblins out there. It's almost Halloween season. Good morning and welcome to the show. It's almost Halloween, but it's humid and hot. It's like a hundred degrees out. So what's happening? Yeah, I Hey guys, what's happening? I was outside yesterday at what 8 30 in the morning or something it was already 80 something honey it was like 80 degrees at midnight the other night yeah i took the dog out and i went what the what the hell and then i came in i looked at the stupid alexa and the current temp was like 79 degrees and i'm like ma'am it's midnight (laughs) like can we knock it off well the world is ending so let's spend some time together i mean yeah (laughs) I mean, that's happening, whether yeah. we want it to or not, because nobody wants to do shit about it. Anyway. Um, Let's t- distract ourselves with other people's That's misery, a- I guess. Yeah, right. Let's distract ourselves from all this. Yeah. You got some updates Negative crap. By with more negative crap. Giving you some more negative stuff. Um, yeah. I just have like some quick touchbacks, and then we can touch on some new stuff and then your story. Um Fans of the show <laughs> will know all long of these time. stories that were, hey, uh, first time caller, long time, long time listener. Um, do you remember when we talked about Krista Abelseth? I sure do. And how she was raped by a man twice her age when she was a minor. She yep. gave birth and the guy found out. Then he sued her for custody. This fucking judge, Jeffrey Cash, yep. out of Louisiana, gave the kid to the rapist yep. and then the girl started saying that the father was messing with her as well okay correct and also the mom was uh, ordered to pay him support right which is a fucking joke right okay well there's a tiny update um i is don't know if, good news well i don't know if judge cash got a lot of heat let's say or feedback maybe because <laughs> he seems to have changed his entire fucking tune um he's now said that john barnes the rapist right can have zero contact with this child, even though he previously yeah, gave, gave custody of this child. Right? Yep. Yeah. To this rapist. Yeah. So he must have got his ass lit. Oh, you mean doing stuff in front of people changes how you would really do stuff? Mm, so weird. weird. Weird when when you've got eyes on you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you think you have no accountability, it, you do whatever the hell you want. The mom has visitation i i believe they said at a minimum one weekend a month but that was the minimum right um neither of the parents have custody of the child because the the judge said that they both uh contributed right because the mom gave the daughter a cell phone or that was her contributing to her delinquency or whatever so there's a third party involved that has custody of the child that was agreed upon by both parents so i was gonna say is that known to the parents i guess it's foster i guess it's like somebody maybe known that they both hopefully you know think is okay yeah um at this point i believe the child is almost 18 anyway yeah um, and has stated, obviously, she wants to continue a relationship with her mother. Yeah. Um, and not the legal system. <laughs> right. So, Judge Cash still eats shit. Yeah, let's impeach, Still eat shit because that you should have never yeah. given her to him in the first place, you right. fucking moron. And now because you got your ass lit up, right. probably for it, you've right. now changed your And you can't say team. that new information has come to light. We knew all of this uh, we before. Knew it. We, we knew it. We knew it. Okay. Uh, you'll also recall the sad, sad story of Orin and Orson West. Go back to our Instagram and look at the pictures of, oh, uh, of those two those little, little boys. boys. My heart. Yeah. Um, their shitbag adoptive parents, Trezell and Jacqueline West, yeah. were found guilty of second degree murder and involuntary manslaughter. Doesn't make sense. Anyway, well, they're in jail forever. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Um, Second degree murder when it should be first it is definitely oddly should, prescient. I, I for feel my like story. I feel like one one was second and one was first. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So in twenty twenty, I guess their oldest son it said he was ten. I don't know if he was ten at the time at it the happened time. or he's ten now. Yeah. Um said that he saw um Orin dead. Oh good. And that his parents said if you tell anyone, the cops are going to come and take all of you away from us. Yeah. And then Orson, they, and then the parents made a plan to get rid of Orson. Ugh. 
and then they moved like uh, a month later, something like that. They moved out of state. You know how they said they moved yeah. in September, right. right? Yeah. So, so okay, but you're be- so the they kids? were beating the foster kids and not right. their well, right? Which or less than maybe their own kids? Yeah, which, which we've is seen time I mean, and time again. We've right? seen that split happen even with all biological children that right. they'll only focus on one or two and others escape it and yeah i, I can't it's i've yet to figure out so why. weird maybe one looks like an the ex-husband or yeah, something or some shit whatever but, but I, okay let's say you're beating these children yeah. these tiny boys right yeah. and you accidentally kill one with your beatings or or neglect or whatever yeah and now you're like oh fuck we adopted these two together because they were biological brothers. What are right. we going to do? Now we have to make a plan to get rid of the other one so we can say that they both were, quote, kidnapped or whatever at the same time. That's first. Yeah, I don't know that's if that's... first degree. The yeah. stuff, okay. Or maybe second degree, you didn't mean to, right? But he died anyway, right? Right. The second one you now planned, though. Right, but I could also argue... Come on! I could also argue first degree for accidental because you have to have a reasonable expectation that beating a five-year-old child as an adult has the potential to yeah, result but that, in his but death. you can't prove that. They might have said, well, we spanked him. We just took our spanking too too far. We didn't know it would kill him. I don't him. care how hard we you just spank thought, this kid. We just thought he'd, you know, he'd have a sore ass or yeah. we just thought whatever. Or he moved and we accidentally hit him in the head when we were trying to hit him in the butt or yeah. something. Unless, like, you unless know what you I mean? shatter his pelvis. They can get away with it, I see. I don't it, care I how hard you spank the kid. You're not killing them by spanking unless you shatter their pelvis. I mean. So you have to be doing other stuff for right. this kid. But, but no, you're, you're not going to get that in court, though. They're going to go, yeah, we were disciplining him. We took it too far. We didn't mean for him to die. Well, okay. If, if you're second. serving on a jury, don't believe that shit. No, do better. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. Not me. You, you or I would be like, mm, get the fuck out of here. But the second one. Right. Definitely first. Yeah. What the fuck? So anyway. Oh, just but, wait. Just wait till you hear my story. But just wait. <laughs> they're, they're in jail forever. Goodbye. Na, 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 Hey, hey, hey. Fucking. <laughs> a goodbye. Um, <laughs> who could forget the CVS. Oh, yes. Down the hill, fellow. Delphi Dick. Richard Allen, pharmacy technician of ye olde CVS, Down um, the hill. who killed Libby and Abby. Yep. Uh, so he's admitted to these murders on phone calls with his wife and mother and to inmates. Also, don't like forget, five six times. Yeah, don't forget this is the guy that was posing for pictures in front of the composite sketch. Right, I at mean, the bar he frequented. So right. he's uh, him him admitting this is not very surprising. The wife supposedly, whether she knew or not, she knew. before. Come on, you're not gonna. I'm sorry <laughs> if I saw a video of my husband. <laughs> You could show me a vague video of my yeah. husband now. I have not seen him. We've been divorced for I don't know how long, right? Five. Haven't seen him in person in probably close to a, almost a fucking decade at this point, right? Yeah. I would still know it was him. Now, well, this lady voice, was, yeah. this lady, yeah, his voice and shit, his mannerisms. Yeah. This lady's actively still married to this guy. You're going to tell me with all those fucking videos, plus the clothes that he had on. You didn't know that was your husband, ma'am? <laughs> no, no. Anyway. So apparently he tells his wife this a couple times on a phone call. She like abruptly hangs up. He tells his mother also. And then he says it to some inmates or whatever. Then he complains yeah, that course. guards are being mean to him and calling him a kid killer. Oh, no. Don't kill <laughs> Then he kids, stopped then. making phone calls and he stopped eating and he did oh. this whole, oh, oh, mea culpa, like, oh, poor me. Right, whatever. And then he went for psychiatric evaluation and now he's fine. Yeah, no shit. And now he's fine. Oh, you're um, me out now. I'm okay. So he's still in jail just awaiting... You know, all this bullshit, but I mean, he's obviously, we know you did it, bro. On So, on and your defense can just, yeah, S a D, like get the fuck out of here. Um, you said S a D and then get the fuck out of here. I did. Well, I didn't want to say. <laughs> you didn't want to be crass. I didn't want to be crass, man. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think uh, the last two things we have to talk about, a little bit of celebrity news. Oh boy. Number one. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey oh. and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Listen to me, please. This is going out directly to the both of you. <laughs> Eat fucking shit with your bullshit. They're uh, asking people to donate. Oh, I think that they donated a couple million dollars. So people are like, what do you mean they donated? I don't give a shit. They both have like a combined, Oprah alone, I don't know how many billions she has. And The Rock definitely has 
probably a couple of billion dollars, I'd have to guess. You uh, I don't th- think so. You don't think, think so? I think he's a hundred millionaire. I don't think he's on the list of billionaires. You think? I'm not. Maybe one billion. Maybe. Anyway, I'm not sure. even if you have a hundred million dollars, well, get the because fuck out of my that's face. the thing too. That's the thing, and I don't want to defend millionaires. <laughs> I'm not defending millionaires by far. This is more of a slam against billionaires. That is how much a billion actually is. Right. That somebody as perceived rich and powerful as, as the, the Rock, Rock, who's been famous for over twenty years, right? High, high profile movies, yeah. endorsements, yeah, everything, everything, and he might still not be a billionaire, right? So like, and Oprah's like a tens of billions. yeah, over a billionaire many times he, over. Yeah, they're asking we the public. Yeah. Okay, John Q, Jane Q, public. Yeah. To donate money to, I'm not laughing because Maui was burning to the ground. Yeah. I'm laughing at the fucking absurdity of asking people yeah. who are literally having to decide between paying their rent, buying food, putting gas in the car, or paying their utility bill yeah. this month. Right. Okay. Only to roll to the next month and then have to rotate this. Right. Okay. To donate to a disaster that you two alone you one alone could probably fund the entire restoration and i'm not gonna say caused (laughs) but your private jets certainly didn't help like so i mean also i'm not gonna name names the store or the company that i personally have encountered asking people to donate to the valley fires let's just say let's just say it's it's been mentioned Previously on this very episode, yeah. uh, when you go to the self-checkout, it will ask you if you want to donate. How about you billion-dollar corporation, instead of asking me to round up my change, yeah. it's a, make a donation your goddamn right. self because you know you're going to get a write-off from the government anyway. Right. So stop asking us. Well, that's why. They, While you're also <coughs> inflating prices to yeah. the point where people can barely buy anything, so they're robbing you blind. Yeah. That's, that's my rant on that. Charity is... Not a bad concept. Not at all. I get, listen, Charity just because I'm under, poor doesn't mean I'm not generous. I give whatever I have and sometimes what I can't even afford. But this is ridiculous. Like, no, come on Charity now. in a capitalist society is a problem because you don't necessarily have to run as not-for-profit. So what are your actual expenses? You need to know what the overhead is for these, what the operating costs are, how much money is actually go. Like, if you watch a telemarketer's documentary, you should know all of this anyway. Definitely watch that um, on uh, Max. Yeah, but it's fucking wild. Donating through a store or a restaurant or whatever, and also what percentage of that are they actually getting? Right. You're not going to tell me that these stores aren't keeping right. a percentage. Of, well, not we 100%. we had to pay the people who had to reprogram right. the screen to or ask. We had to if buy, you wanted to give us money. We like, had to buy all of those stickers that you wrote your name on. Yeah, that we could put on the that wall. we stuck to the wall. All you know? it is shut the is, fuck up. It's corporate whitewashing of their own image that they can say Nissan has donated over one hundred thousand yeah, dollars. No, to Nissan has it. Right. No. <laughs> People who haven't. went into the, the dealership right. that bought a dollar fucking shamrock to put right. up on the wall. Right. They're the ones that donated. Right. So, so each it's it. not their money. It's your money that right. they're taking credit for. Right. So they can pretend to be quote good citizens, good corporate citizens. Right. It's a it's it, bullshit. It's bullshit. Don't worry about it. Uh donate to charity but do your research and don't donate because a celebrity who could buy Twitter right instead of ending homelessness told you to right and so, um last but not least here was my na 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 hey hey goodbye lead up which is what I thought you were starting with but continue I well both of them can go yeah. but uh Danny Masterson na, na, the na, na, Scientologist na. rapist yeah. has been redundant. sentenced to <laughs> redundant 30 years to life for committing rapes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, motherfucker. See you later. And side note, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, you can both eat fucking shit. How? Because you didn't think that those letters are going to be released to the public. Yeah. And now you are in a fucking PR yeah. nightmare because you want to support your scrubby friend instead of the victims of sexual assault. How do you square? Go fuck yourself. How do you square starting and running a charity whose stated goal is to combat the exploitation sex of sex trafficking <laughs> and yet and you're writing a letter saying yeah. hey you're a great guy well so, he was never late to the set mike yeah you know I you mean, know what i mean 
it really goes he to really show. He really told his buddies not to do drugs, to stay away from drugs, even yeah. though he's drugging and raping women, yeah. a la Bill Cosby. I mean, it really goes to show how charity in a capitalist society is actually <laughs> bullshit. Right. He's doing it for the clout yep. and to say, this is a thing that everybody cares about, so I'm going to throw some of the money that I'm not going to miss at it. Right. But when the rubber meets the road right. and it's time to walk the walk, mm-hmm. where are you? Put your fucking mouth where your money right. is. Right. You pretend to care about the victims. That's where your money goes. They na- but I'll tell you what. Did you see the video? Did you see the video of them trying to explain why did we write this fucking letter? Yeah, there's no explanation. It's so cringe. Yeah, of course it is. They never really said we're so sorry no. for the victims. I don't even think they referred to them no. as, unless they did say victims, maybe they didn't say survivors, but... I don't even think there didn't seem to be right. any remorse. It right. was just a PR stunt they and they looked so right. uncomfortable having to apologize. They don't understand. Come on, guys. They don't understand how it's different. Like it's not different. They think it, it is. It's, it's why not because different. you guys were on a show together? Like well, right, because they know him and he's not a bad guy. He did a bad thing. Well, he Fuck mentored off. me on set, Mike. Yeah. He couldn't have drugged and raped these women. He was never late to taping. You see how those correlate? Right. So when when could he have been doing this? Yeah, oh my God, uh, right? Get the fuck out of here. But I guess shout out to Topher Grace because he was basically like, nah, yeah. bro. <laughs> so well, Yeah, and Donna was a Scientologist also for a while. So that whole cast is like... Donna? Yeah. <laughs> is that her real name? No. Laura, Donna? Laura Prepon. Yeah, okay, I was going to say. <laughs> Laura Prepon. I was like, was, was Donna on the show a Scientologist? No. No. Well, that's all I have for you. Thank you, Michael. And I'll step down off my soapbox if you well, help me down, my as, lady bones. As per usual, you have somehow psychically come across a lot of parallels you know what's funny i think people probably think we planned this shit and the funniest thing is i rolled out of bed yeah i said i'm gonna check on some of these old stories we did give me like 10 minutes while i drink this coffee wrote down that stuff and here we go and i have no idea what you did but i think that people don't think that this is well they just don't understand our friendship i did we're like psychically linked yeah i did tell you what i was going to do this week because you had sent me some screenshots of several documentaries or shows to watch right and I asked if you knew the story of one of them, and you said you didn't. Right. So I said, well, don't watch that. I'll just tell you the story. Right. So you forgot, obviously. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah. But because you didn't know any of the details, you couldn't have intentionally no. found crossovers anyway because you don't know the story. So right. this yeah. is the story of Robert William Picton, the pig farmer. Oh, Now, man. listeners may know. Well... Because this story is pretty well known and it's only from 20-ish, 25 years ago or so when it was kind of making the, the round. Oh, so. okay. I mean, I'm going to guess that maybe many a body went missing yeah. on this pig farm, but... Yeah. So Robert William Picton would go by Willie. So Willie Picton was born on October 24th, 1949 in Port Coquitlam, British Columbia, Canada. <laughs> okay. He had an older sister who was sent away because Leonard and Louise Picton believed a pig farm was no place for a girl to grow up, and she was sent to Vancouver, which was only 17 miles away. How genteel. He also had a younger brother named David who shared Picton's misfortune of being raised on that farm. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. You see, Leonard was absent. You don't think, like, for a kid, maybe a pig farm would be fun? Like, it's, like, muddy and there's troughs and I mean, climb maybe. and pigs are really smart so they're kind of like having a hundred pets. Yeah, it's possible but there's some stuff that happened on this uh, farm okay. and the parents that he had, oh, he could have been no. on a a wheat farm he could have yeah, been running a it, convenience it was, it, store, it's these parents. Ew, no. Leonard was absent but when he was around he was abusive. And three words were used to describe Louise. Oh, no. And those words oh, no. were workaholic eccentric and tough oh i was gonna say drunk okay all my favorite stuff (laughs) she drove her kids like employees making them work long hours to keep the farm running even on school days well that's why you have kids isn't it well don't ask me for some reason louise also insisted that the boys only ever take baths wait huh this developed into a phobia of taking showers for little robert he was scared of showers he could only take baths okay well, what? Uh, is he afraid of the rain too? Or like, what's, what's is up with that? even said 
that Picton would hide inside of pig carcasses if he was trying to avoid people. What? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you said that so sweetly. You, yeah. it's, it's, it was even said. Yeah. It, it was like it was even said that he, he wouldn't even go so far as to turn on the shower for his mother at her uh, behest. Like, I thought you were going to say no. something like that. No, he hid inside a pig carcass. Yeah. Okay. Trying to avoid. How people. about just hide in the closet, buddy? Or like under the bed, maybe? Yeah. Despite all of this kind of tough treatment, yeah. Louise was definitely the most important person in Little Willie's life and the one he was closest to. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm going to say Little Willie a bunch. Okay. Anyway. I'm trying to just get it out of my system now. Needless to say, yep. the Picton boys were ripe. Unpopular at school, especially with girls. Ripe like stinky? Picton always smelled with smelled of manure, okay. dead animals, and dirt. Oh, well, he's hiding in fucking carcasses. Yeah. Clean clothes weren't ever really a concern, and he was placed in a special class after failing second grade. Oh, no. One thing Picton did have a knack for was farming. At age 12, he started raising a calf and started to think of it more as a pet rather oh, than no, livestock. Oh, no, no. These parents are going to kill this poor kid's pet. One day after school, Picton was looking for his oh, beloved animal no. but couldn't find it. No. He asked where it could be and was told to check the barn. It was there that he discovered the animal had been slaughtered and basically left there for him to discover. Come on. What the? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Can you imagine being that poor kid? And it's a calf, too. It's a large animal. Anyway, the first human death in this story doesn't actually come at the hands of Willie. Mm. In fact, David isn't responsible either, at least not technically. Mm. On October 16th, 1967, David was driving his father's truck not long after earning his license. It isn't crystal clear what exactly happened, but the truck slammed into a 14-year-old boy named Tim (gasps) Barrett. David raced home and told his mom what happened immediately. Louise told her son to bring her back to the site of the accident. Now, it's not clear if he drove the truck back and they drove the truck or he ran home and then back. Okay, but. Oh, no. They're not going to call the cops. They're going to just take the body to the pig farm. When they returned, Barrett was injured but still alive. No! They're going to throw him in alive? Louise knelt down to look at Tim and his injuries. and And just like that. She ended up pushing him deep into a swampy area that was along the road, the side of the road, killing him. Drowning him in the swamp. Okay. The next day. I mean, not okay, but yeah. yeah. The next day, Tim's body was found and an autopsy revealed that the collision injuries were not enough to have killed him. (gasps) They drowned him in mud. he He died of drowning and that was the only reason he would be dead. So if he got medical attention for the collision. If they were like, oh my God, this was a terrible yeah. accident and he would have just been still he was, alive. He was hurt. He was hurt bad, bad but he but... would have survived. Oh no. After the accident, David was terrified. He drove the truck to a mechanic in Port Coquitlam who handled the Picton family vehicles and asked the man to bang out a dent in the front of the hood and replace a broken turn signal. Okay. He even wanted him to repaint the area with the same red house paint the Pictons had used on the well, truck Well, you before. can tell when something's been fucking yeah. update painted. And using house paint i know what do you do what the mechanic repaired the it's dent like flat like white ceiling <laughs> paint you know what i mean like what are you doing the mechanic repaired the dent and the turd signal but refused to do the painting i don't <laughs> oh. know why that was the line yeah he yeah cross, he was like whatever. i will never yeah in march of 1968 so you remember that the accident took place in october of 67 yeah a coroner's jury listened to the evidence of several people including neighbors the mechanic who fixed the truck, and the police officer who investigated the case. The verdict was accidental death. No. No, 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 no. He didn't accidentally drown. He accidentally got fucking hit by the car. Yeah, 100%. I I mean, uh, who knows if the kid... I mean, let's face it. possible it was it presented was, it could have just been an accident okay great yeah it's possible it was presented that it got hit by this car it was a hit and run or whatever and he crawled his way into this swamp and drowned because he was trying to get better but so disoriented and then he drowned himself they probably didn't say that like whatever yeah. but the verdict was accidental death but yeah. at the same time the coroner informed the five-man jury a criminal investigation was underway okay david did not get off scot-free he was sent to juvenile court more details are not available, however, because his record is sealed, and the coroner's inquest was not mandated to investigate all of the details of the crime. If it was Only ruled an accidental death, why why are they having a criminal investigation? Hit and run, fleeing the scene of an accident, 
all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're still, I mean, yeah. but they're going to go, but I mean, he accidentally right. died. So, so they I can't mean, charge him with so, murder but this or manslaughter. Like, or what anything, are you going to yeah. charge him with at this point? Somehow, Louise was never charged. So that part of the story just never came out, I guess, while okay. it was being investigated. A few years before the death of Tim Barrett, Willie had dropped out of school and began working as a meat cutter. He kept at it for seven years and then returned to working full time back at the farm. So he just developed a proficiency with knives. I, know, I was going to say, I don't like the fact that yeah. he's <laughs> he was like a meat cutter for seven years. In 1994. And that's a lot of experience. So all seems okay with the Pictons. Right. And then in 1994, the Picton children inherited the family farm and the brothers decided to sell off some of the land. Okay. This earned them a tidy sum of $5.16 million Canadian. Right. I was going to say, set yourself up a little bit. They did keep most of the land and stayed living on the farm. Being a pig farm. If you had that much land, though, your parents, like. Well, they weren't farming. You know. They were just living on the farm. Reese PC and Robbie Bobby <clears throat> just go, hey, Mike, we've yeah. got fucking 30 acres in like upstate New York. It's yeah. yours. And it's and you go, one Canadian. Oh, I'm selling You go, it. great. I don't want land. Aren't you selling it? And then going fucking buy. Right? That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to maintain that land and shit. You think I'm going to work yeah. the land? I'm going to do a George Lucas and uh, donate the land exclusively to low-income housing and then piss off all of the neighbors. Because <laughs> he has a plot of land yeah. in San Francisco that he wants to turn into, like, developed They'll land never for, let him do and that. And all of the neighbors are raising such a stink with the council because they, they don't want that. So, yeah. Shows you who you really are when, uh, yeah, of yeah, course. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Being a pig farm... The Pictons had a 600-pound boar in the role of guard dog. Holy shit. It was known to chase and bite trespassers. 600 pounds. Dude, I wouldn't fuck with that. Yeah. I wouldn't fuck with that. It wasn't that far from the large city of Vancouver, but former employees, visitors, and escaped victims always described it as creepy and remote. Before we get there, <laughs> yeah. what did these two twits do with all that money? Oh, God. In 1996, oh God. the Pictons began a non-profit charity. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even, like, even though you how, had that whole speech at yeah. the beginning, I didn't even put two and two together. I was like, no, I was thinking they went and bought a fucking yacht that they never used or because nope. they, they didn't have a crew or some <laughs> stupid shit, like just a waste of money. You or like they, they bought a jet. You know what I mean? I never thought. I will give you oh, 6,000 guesses <laughs> okay. as to what they named their charity. No. We'll air one guess. If you say, oh God. There is no way anybody who has not heard this story, and even people who have. Okay. Um, okay. It's a charity. What, 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 so what is it a charity? Can you tell me like what no. is it for? Because that'll give it away. Uh, or, hold on. I will... Okay, their apparent stated goal was to, quote, okay. organize, coordinate, manage, and operate special events, functions, dances, shows, and exhibitions on behalf of service organizations, sports organizations, and other worthy groups. Okay. That was what their stated goal Pig was. Pig Party LLC. Really close. No! <laughs> Piggy Palace Good Time Society. <laughs> Piggy Palace Good Time Society. <laughs> Is it a fucking porn studio? Well. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'll give you Can one. Can we please <laughs> put that on a shirt? I will I give want that. You... Like, I'm an employee at the company. Can we please make a shirt? That's all I want for Christmas, Mike. Okay. I'm telling you now. I'll give you one guess if they were actually holding charity events. I can, I want to say no. I'm going <laughs> to hedge my bets and say no. They were just literal raves on the slaughter in the slaughterhouse on the farm's property. Okay, yeah, okay. They converted the space into a warehouse style. Yeah. And the parties could sometimes attract as many as 2,000 people. Yeah, that's Among a lot them, of land, man. Hell's Angels. And local sex workers. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. It was one of those sex workers who should have given police not, enough. There's not going to be a lot of deaths at these parties, if I had to guess, guys. All the drugs and <laughs> yeah. criminals. like. It was one of those sex workers who should have given police enough to stop Picton before he even really got started. 
in 1997. Wait a minute. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? So he's just having these parties just for victim to get to call victims. Is that what we're doing? I just thought these fucking two chuckleheads yeah. just were like, "Wee, we've got millions of dollars. Our parents have given us free reign, and what are we gonna do?" And they look at each other, these two dumbos, and they go, "Let's start a business, and we'll just throw parties so we can meet girls." Welcome like to you know the what I mean? Palace. I didn't. Yeah, welcome to. Yeah, I didn't think. Ooh, okay. In 1997. A woman named Wendy Lynn Eistetter was handcuffed and stabbed repeatedly by Picton with a knife. She Ugh. managed to escape, yeah. stabbing Picton with his own knife in the process. Good. And report the attack. Oh, God. Picton was arrested for attempted murder. Yes. The charge was later dismissed. For what? Take for... a wild guess as to why. The, Police what? and prosecutors worried that Wendy, having drug addiction issues she and her life as a sex, sex worker, worker so would she make her unreliable be to telling the jury. The truth. Get, she's got stab wounds all over her, guys. Picton was released on two thousand dollars Canadian bond, and the charge was officially stayed on January twenty seventh, nineteen ninety eight. The Pictons did have plenty of other legal troubles as well. Okay. David was hit with a sex assault conviction in nineteen ninety two was fined $1,000 Canadian and given 30 days of probation. For a sex assault? Yeah. A money fine and probation? Yeah. Only 30 days also. Okay. They had outstanding traffic violations and were constantly in dispute with Port Coquitlam officials for violating zoning ordinances, among them neglecting the agriculture for which their land had been zoned Mm -hmm. and having, quote, altered a large farm building on the land for the purposes of holding dances, concerts, and other recreations. <laughs> it's a fucking slaughterhouse. Quote, other yeah. recreations. Don't have raves in right. it. Subsequently, the Picton brothers ignored growing legal pressures and held a 1998 New Year's Eve party, after which they were faced with an injunction banni- banning future parties. Well, well... Are they having it in the building that they told them not to? Or are they just having it on the farm? Because you can still throw a party. If people wandered in there, there's nothing I can do about it, Judge. (laughs) The police were, quote, authorized to arrest and remove any persons attending future events at the farm. At all? At all. The society. Can you do that? The society. uh, Sorry. The Piggy Palace's Good Time (laughs) Society's nonprofit status was removed the following year for inability to produce financial statements. You mean well, they weren't doing they charity? They weren't really doing charity work. It They're was drug fueled sex parties. <laughs> it was then disbanded. <clears throat> so the piggy palace is no more. Sorry. Str- I, I want a shirt. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. And I want it like, like a like a button oh. up, like one of those like fifties. <laughs> like if I was working oh, yeah, in a yeah, diner. Yeah. I, I want my name and then on the back with some kind of piggy logo of your choosing. Okay. 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 And that's the only thing I want for Christmas this year. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. And I want it in pink. With black lettering. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Okay, bye. (laughs) Strange things kept happening on the farm. And for the next three years, a farm worker kept noticing that women who visited the farm tended to go missing. Many of them indigenous. Well, yeah. Yeah. Hey, where's that lady that was here yesterday? Uh, Eventually, he finally reported it to police. Thank you. But it wasn't until 2002 that they finally started a search of the farm. The warrant was initially to search for illegal weapons. Instead, police found multiple items belonging to multiple missing women. Uh, yeah. These people don't even get rid of this stuff, though. DNA evidence found during a complete search of the farm yielded connections to at least 33 <gasps> different women. Take a day. <laughs> what? Give it a rest. Originally, yeah. Picton was arrested on two murder charges. Mm-hmm. Soon, though, Three more murder charges were added, then another. Eventually, by 2005, 26 murder charges have been brought against Robert Picton, making him one of the most prolific serial killers in Canadian history. Picton apparently had two preferred methods for taking the lives of his victims. Some of them had been handcuffed and stabbed. Others had been injected Mm. with antifreeze. Oh, my God. That must be so painful. (sighs) Oh, my gosh. After they were dead. Yeah. Picton would either take their bodies to a meat rendering plant nearby or grind them up and feed them to his pigs. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And on March 10th, 2004, the government revealed that Picton may have ground up human flesh and mixed it with pork that he sold to the public. <gasps> Get Jesus wept. <laughs> what are you saying? 
The province's health authority later issued a warning. Oh my god. Yeah. So And so how would you even know Remember the accidental oh cannibalism god, potential from no. the last episode? Yeah, you're on a kick. Yeah, this is more Why widespread. Why are you doing this? Well, this was accidental. You sent me this documentary. So. Okay, yeah. Oh, you're right. My god, it's my own fault. Yeah. The trial began on January 30th, 2006. This is heinous. <laughs> with Picton pleading yeah. not guilty to 27 not guilty. first degree murder charges. Not guilty. The voir dire phase of the trial took most of a year what? to determine what evidence might be admitted before the jury. Yeah, there was a lot to go through. A year, a though. A year. This gets, That's... this trial, if you're interested in like, legal wranglings and archaic weird rules and shit this gets crazy here we go um on march 17th one of the counts was rejected by justice james williams for a lack of evidence and on august 9th justice williams severed the charges splitting them into one group of six counts and another group of 20 counts okay the trial proceeded on the group of six counts. The remaining 20 counts were ultimately stayed on August 4th, 2010. This whole thing is wacky. So the judge says there's 27 counts of murder. This one, no. There's not enough evidence to, to count this okay. one. So now we're down to 26. Sure. These six Thank you for that math. appear okay. to be yeah. the strongest, yep. I guess. So this is group one. This 20 is apparently a little murkier. It'll be hard for the jury. We'll deal with those later. Right. We're going to focus on these six. But we know these 20 are out there. We can bring evidence in, but we're talking about these six. It's a weird That's setup. That's weird, It's right? a weird setup okay. here. It's not like they can say, well, we're going to try you for these six. And then after right. that, we're going to maybe see what we have on these other 20. But and then... these other 20 counts were stayed in 2010, which means he doesn't have to account for them. They're just out there. Because there was a reporter publication publication ban, full details of the decision were not made publicly available, but Justice Williams explained that trying all 26 charges at once would put an unreasonable burden on the jury, as the trial could have lasted up to two years Holy with that many hell. charges. It would also have increased the possibility of a mistrial, because if you get hung on one charge, mm-hmm. you know, so that was his rationale. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, we think about it that way. Yeah, but then when you know what comes next, maybe not. During Picton's trial, lab staff testified that about 80 unidentified DNA profiles, roughly half male and half female, have been detected on evidence. Now, that <laughs> well, doesn't mean there are 80 victims were, because who knows what was happening at these raves. There could be blood, there like, could be semen, there could be yeah, spit, there could they, be sweat, say, there could be skin, 2, hair. 2,000 people at right. a rave, you're going to have a lot of DNA. Right. However, you know, 30 <laughs> items related to 33 missing women, that's a little hard right. to... Well, to, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. A loaded 22 caliber revolver with a dildo over the barrel. What? And one round fired through the dildo. Through the, oh, yeah. my God. Boxes of 357 <laughs> Magnum handgun ammunition. That kind of Magnum, not the other. Mm-hmm. Night vision goggles. Mm-hmm. Two pairs of faux fur-lined handcuffs. Mm-hmm. A syringe with three milliliters of some blue liquid inside. And Spanish fly. <laughs> Were found inside Picton's trailer. my God. <laughs> yeah. All of that was found inside his trailer. My God. In a videotape. So he's, oh my God. Oh yeah, so he's he, drugging. So yeah. he shot a girl. Oh, in, in a videotaped recording. Or in someone's bum or no. something. In a videotaped recording played for the jury, Picton claimed to have attached the dildo to his weapon as, as a, a makeshift silencer. silencer. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. F- no, you know what? I guarantee you he likes to play risk games and yeah. was using it on s- yeah. someone. I literally wrote, yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> you wrote, okay, buddy. Uh, yeah. A yeah, videotape, sure. and sorry if you can hear the rain can in the background. Can you hear the rain? It is absolutely Listen torrentially the downpour. rhythm of the rain. Watch us get sued. Anyway, uh, in a videotape recording, or sorry, a videotape of Picton's friend, Scott Chubb, <laughs> it's not funny. Saying Picton had told him a good way to kill a female heroin addict was to inject her with windshield washer oh, oh. fluid. This was on tape. A heroin addict. So it, so it wouldn't just kill a female. She yeah. has to have a heroin a addiction. A female heroin She addict. has to be a female, mm-hmm. biologically, combined with a heroin addiction, and then you can kill them that way. But if she's a normal, healthy, let's say a trans woman with no drug addiction... This right. will not, not kill work. her. Yeah, this won't. What? Work. 
kind of description is this? A second tape was played for Picton, or uh, of, Picton, of Picton, in which an associate named Andrew Bellwood said Picton... <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Chubb and Bellwood? <laughs> Chubb and Bell and... And Little Willie. And Little Willie. Mentioned killing sex workers by handcuffing and strangling them, then bleeding and gutting them before... No, them you pigs. didn't. So they used furry handcuffs so as not to chafe their delicate yeah. wrists. Right. And you're gutting them and bleeding them out like yeah. cattle. Yeah. <gasps> Photos of the contents of a garbage can found in Picton Slaughterhouse, oh, no, which no, held no, some no, of the no. remains no. of one of his victims, no. were also shown. Oh, my God. Can you imagine walking into that place as a detective yeah. or like a forensics person and you look in a barrel and it's just like random ass body parts? Or, you know, your son's head oh, in a bucket. Oh, my God. It's your business. Yeah. On December 9th, 2007, the jury returned a verdict that Picton was not guilty. Are you out of your ass? On six counts of first degree murder. What but are you talking about? Was guilty on six counts of second degree murder. No, no, no. What are you saying? He's playing. You have this on tape. Um, Here's all the stuff. Here's the syringe with the fucking shit. You clearly filled that before the person came over. You have to assume if you're injecting someone with poison or shooting them up the coochie booty with a dildo gun, (laughs) that they're going to be killed. I wasn't on the jury. What the fuck? (laughs) On December 11th, 2007, after reading 18 victim impact statements. Yeah. British Columbia Supreme Court Judge Justice James Williams. Canada, please. Sentence Picton to life with no possibility of parole for 25 years, the maximum punishment for second degree murder. Oh, God, Jesus. I don't think they have no parole in Canada anyway. And equal to the sentence, which would have been imposed for a first degree murder conviction. Yeah, great. So the judge made it, like, irrelevant. So, okay. Um, My Quote. Gosh. Mr. Picton's conduct was murderous and repeatedly so. I cannot know the details, but I know this. What happened to them was senseless and despicable. And despicable, sorry, said the judge passing the sentence. On December 9th, 2007, uh, these are the uh, women that he was convicted of second-degree murder for. Serena Abbott's way was 29 missing since 2001. Mona Lee Wilson, 26, missing since 2001. Andrea Josbury, 22, missing since 2001. Brenda Ann Wolf, 32, missing since 2000. Georgina Faith Pepin, missing since 2001. And Marnie Leanne Frey, uh, missing since 1997. Holy crap. These were the ones that he was convicted of second-degree murder for. But now the other ones, these, these other 20-plus... He was accused of the murder of these other 20 women, but again, on August 4th, 2010, these charges were stayed. Okay. So he doesn't have to go to trial for these. Jacqueline Michelle McDonald, 22, missing since 99. Diane Rosemary Rock, 34, 2001. Heather Kathleen Bottomley, 27, 2001. Jennifer Lynn Firminger, 28, 99. Helen May Hallmark, 20, 97. Patricia Rose Johnson, 25, 2001. Heather Gabriel Chinook, 30, 2001. Tanya Hulk, 23, 96. Sherry Lee Irving, 97. Inga Monique Hall, 46, 98. Tiffany Louise Drew, 27, 99. Sarah Jean DeVry, 29, from 98. Cynthia Cindy Felix, 43, from 97. Angela Rebecca Jardine, 27, from 98. Diana Melnick, 23, last seen in 95. Holy crap. And then there was a Jane Doe discovered on January, on February 25th, 1995. Picton refused to enter a plea on the charge involving this victim, uh, known as Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. So the court registered a not guilty plea on his behalf. Quote, the court as drawn, fails to meet the minimal requirements set out by Section 581 of the Criminal Code. Accordingly, it must be quashed. So because he wasn't entering a plea to it, because the case wasn't presented in a certain Mm -hmm. way, they had to like... But there's this unidentified victim that he also has out there. Right. Deborah Lynn Jones, 42, last seen in 2000. Wendy Crawford, 43, 99. 
Carrie Lynn Kosky, 38, 98, Andrea Faye Barhaven, 25, 97, and Cara Louise Ellis, 25, last seen in January of 97. That's an insane list. Picton is implicated in the murders of the following women, but charges have never been laid. There's three more. Marianne Clark, 25, disappeared in 91. Yvonne Marie Bowen, 33, missing since 2001. And Don Teresa Cray, last seen in 2000. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. When you read it out like that, it's, yeah. it took you like two minutes just to read it. Yeah. Holy crap. And a lot of them missing from around the same time. Yeah. So they were So busy. had the sex worker who initially reported the attack and escaped and got him arrested. Maybe. If they just, uh-huh, you know. how many lives potentially could have been saved. Guys, whatever you think about sex work or sex workers... These are still people. Yeah. And if they go to the authorities and say, this person, uh, Hureman, or yeah. any yeah. one of these other yeah. Pikmin and, right? Pick, yep. or, pick, Picton. Picton. I've been telling you this story for the last 40 minutes. Picton. Okay. <laughs> uh, it doesn't mean that you, they're not telling you the truth. Right. Just because they like a billy old in and out love, you know? Right. <laughs> and here to read the meter. Like, or, but also, they don't have a choice. Can we catch right? the predators? Right. There were, I mean, this is like, so we watched the Boy Scouts documentary. I'm mm. sure most of you have seen mm. it by now. But uh, this is like the general counsel for the Boy Scouts saying, yeah, we had a problem, but you know, it's a problem everywhere. It's a problem everywhere, so don't worry about it. Because, exactly. I mean, what are we really going to do right. about it? I guess exactly. we'll just like keep letting it happen right. because, hey, everybody deals with it. Yeah. No, the fuck, everybody doesn't fucking deal with it. There were appeals from both the Crown and the defense. I won't get into all of the details. Yeah. Because it's very complicated. But the case was eventually brought to the Canadian Supreme Court. The Court of Appeals allowed the Crown to appeal, finding that the trial judge erred in excluding some evidence and in severing the 26 counts into one group of 20 and one group of six. They, the Supreme Court, or the Court of Appeals, rather, thought that, that was a confusing decision. Okay. The order resulting from this finding was stayed so that the conviction on the six counts of second-degree murder would not be set aside. So they said, <clears throat> you fucked up, but we're not going to do anything about it because we don't want to give this guy another trial as a result. Right. So we admit this was wrong. But we're not going to do anything about it because we're happy with the outcome. Right. Basically. On July 30th, 2010, the Supreme Court of Canada rendered its decision dismissing Picton's appeal and affirming his convictions. The argument that Picton should be granted a new trial was unanimously rejected by the justices of the Supreme Court of Canada. The main issue grew from the initial judge's decision to sever the six charges from the other 20 and how he instructed the jury. The Supreme Court ruled that, quote, the trial judge's response to the question posed by the jury did not adversely impact on the fairness of the trial. So the judge instructed the jury not to forget about the other stuff, but how to find him guilty on these other ones. It didn't necessarily mean he was guilty of those. And if he was guilty of one, doesn't mean he was guilty. So they, Picton was like, they were confused. They couldn't have reached a fair verdict. Give me a new trial. Mm. And even the Crown is like, yeah, they were probably confused. He probably shouldn't have severed the charges the way he did. He probably should have grouped them differently or done them one at a time if he thought it was going to be confusing. But they did it like that because they thought if they didn't, it would be confusing. So right. now you're saying even though that they did, it was confusing. So, right. I mean, this is either all... way it's confusing and whatever right. the jury says has to be right. upheld because if not, then what the fuck do we have jury trials for? Right. So with all of these legal questions and Picton's serving life, which he would have been given for the first degree conviction right. anyway, the prosecution decided the other 20 murder charges would be discontinued against Picton. Okay. I mean, he's there anyway. The time I mean, expense, not great for the families of the victims, well, but... Uh, I mean, it would they, be good if they at least found him guilty of those charges, even if they couldn't, right. let's say, add... Oh, I mean, you can't add to his charges anyway, but like, right. quote-unquote, add to his charges because of the screw-up, but at least acknowledge that he did fucking right. kill these people. They weren't dropping the charges. They just weren't pursuing mm-hmm. further legal action. Families of the victims had varied reactions to this announcement. Right. 
Some were disappointed that Picton would never be convicted of the 20 other murders, while others were relieved that the gruesome details of the murders would not be aired in court. That's true, though, too, because right. say something real. I mean, yeah. a, a murder is horrific yeah. regardless. It's But, I mean, it's a difference. It's different if somebody it. says, I shot her in the back of the head one bullet, she died instantly, right. versus, hey, I strung her up, and then I did this, and we did yeah. this, and, and hey, a bunch of my friend, pigs. then we did this, and we fed her yeah. to the pigs, we chopped her up. Nobody, right. that's so right. So And it's also the time and expense for the government to sure. put on the case and the not 0% chance that something goes wrong. Yeah. And, he and then yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, so you yeah. got them there. Right. It's probably just keep them there. Yeah. It's yeah. probably for the best. Yeah. It still isn't exactly clear how many people picked and killed on his farm, but prosecutors say that Picton once told an undercover officer in a jail cell that he killed 49, but his biggest regret was that he couldn't make it an even 50. He's still in prison today. This son of a bitch. And is 73 years old. He'll probably be dead soon. And that was the story of Robert Little Willie Picton. How? No one has... Murked him? No. In jail? It's Canada. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't like it. I don't like this. I don't and I don't care that he's 73. I wish I could write him a, a letter and just say a bunch of stuff that I can't say here, but... Well, you should ask him if they have any... Uh... Piggy Palace merch. Oh my god. I would never buy it and give him the money, but I'll like fucking make one for myself. Actually, no, I shouldn't do that. That's in really bad taste. It's just the name is so fucking funny. Now that I think about it, yeah, I can't wear that. That's terrible. Yeah. Um But it sounds like Yeah. You know, it, it's like I don't I don't know. that barbecue place like, on that um restoration show we were watching? The oh Piggy Pete's or like Oh my god, it was yeah, it was. They made like a barbecue truck for him. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. was it was name. weird. Piggy Pats. Yeah, <laughs> just call it Porky's and <laughs> get it over with. Yeah, that's a reference to a movie that came out before you were born, Michael. That we've watched together. That we have watched together. That I weirdly yeah, and Porky's too. So we did. Yeah, yeah we watched did. them both. Oh um, yeah, we did. Um, as a child. Yeah. When they came out. Yeah. Because there was no, where you just watched fucking whatever, which is why my generation is so fucking screwed up. When there weren't as many options, everybody saw the same. Everybody saw the same thing, which was really bad. (laughs) Um, Well, anyways, it's been a hell of a time. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Um, And it stopped raining. Finally stopped raining. It only rained for the duration of that story. (laughs) And now it's sunny as a bastard. Uh, Yeah. Well, I have nothing left to say. Uh, other than follow us on Instagram MAF yeah. Podcast Show yeah email us MAF Podcast Show at gmail.com gmail. mm-hmm. and subscribe Spotify and Apple Podcasts and since she's so verklempt at the details I'll just end it now and say goodbye everybody goodbye everybody and I, I, I don't know don't attend raves at converted yeah, slaughterhouses yeah like houses. stay out of first of all just don't go to raves it's not the early 90s anymore <laughs> can we all fucking cut the shit just let's all just stay home in bed rot together bye yeah just do molly on your couch goodbye <laughs> bye <laughs>